Right, hello and welcome to the Force Feelings and Emotions podcast. Today's special episode, uh, I'm not going to call this episode 2 because technically it is going to just be 100% spoilers for Endgame. Uh, and let's get right into that. No basic, war- this is a warning, so if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to a podcast where the entire header says spoilers in it if you are listening and you have clicked and for some odd reason didn't see the big 100% spoiler warning then this is your fault (laughs) you are missing the biggest movie of the year I know people have other jobs and can't see it but you shouldn't be if you cared that much you wouldn't be watching and listening I know the internet is a hard place to avoid spoilers literally uh, I watched this at 12 a.m. yesterday uh, and when I woke up afterwards and I got home and I went to sleep and I woke up literally the second post I saw on Facebook was a spoiler uh, literally spoiled the whole entire movie so as much as I hit that person I am using that person's notes or spoiler to remember stuff about this movie so Let's get right into it, starting at the very beginning, the first scene, Hawkeye and his family uh, just hanging out, doing some archery, and then the snappening happens, and that generally sets the tone for the movie, light and cheery, but then takes a sudden dark twist. Uh, that, let's just state this first. I can't. I don't know if I can do a structure, but I just have these as little notes, um, just so I remember stuff. But this movie is so good. Th- this movie, I've cried at f- two movies previously before this, and that was when I was a child. The first one being uh, Pokemon, the first movie, and the uh, Treasure Planet, the animated one by Disney, which not a lot of people like. Well, not a lot of people saw, so it was kind of a box office bomb. But that movie is really good. But this movie made me cry multiple times <laughs> during the screening. And I went and saw it again. And I still cried at more spots because I knew the emotional impact. And the, the movie just made me burst into tears. And because this is a spoiler-filled review, those moments were the Black Widow death scene on Vormir. And that was the one I cried at the second time just because it it hit harder the second time around. But the emotional gut punches that were Iron Man wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, saying, I am Iron Man, snapping every bad guy out of existence... (laughs) And then dying in the hands of Rhodey, Spider-Man, and Pepper. That fucking crushed me. <laughs> because I am the big- one of the biggest Iron Man fans ever. My phone lock screen is Iron Man. <laughs> uh, I've, I basically got into the MCU because of Iron Man. I got into business because of Iron Man. I sculpted a lot of my life around how Iron Man was so cool and charismatic and people, despite hating him, still loved him. And it was always an emotional tie. And I I always kind of felt a strong connection with Iron Man. But fucking hell, man, that entire third act sequence of the battlefield on uh, Earth after Thanos has broken through the time stream and... Then you get Hulk, uh, not Hulk, well, Hulk and uh, Rhodey and Rocket are drowning and then Ant-Man comes to save them and that stuff. But you get Iron Man, Captain America, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I'll probably, <coughs> I don't know if I'll edit them out, I might do, uh, and for teaming up for one final stand because they think it's all they have. Oh, Thor's uh, got uh, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, and then Captain America has Mjolnir, and that was a big, big, uh, big, like, holy shit moment, uh, 
the only one that topped that was Iron Man wielding the Infinity Gauntlet to me. Because I always had a suspicion that the Age of Ultron was setting it up. Uh, but I didn't expect them to do it. I knew that it would... I didn't even expect it when I saw it. I was like, oh, he's got Stormbreak. Uh, he's got Mjolnir back when Thor brings it from the past into the future. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, he's got it back now. He's got two things. Does that mean he's going to get rid of Stormbreaker? No, he just dual wields them and then gets his ass beat still by Thanos. And then Thanos knocks the hammer away and then... Uh, I not Iron Man, Captain America. Just we. I don't know if Thor wills it to Captain America or Captain America wills it to him. But that moment is pretty sick. Uh, it's just uh the the funeral scene as well. Like this is proper spoilers. This is the end of the movie. I will go back and talk about some of the beginning stuff, but just the emotional ending of that. The funeral scene for Iron Man is just a heart-wrenching. There there was one other moment where I bawled my eyes out, which was when uh, Happy and uh, Morgan, Tony Stark's daughter... Yeah, Tony Stark has a daughter in this now. Uh, they're on the little bench outside his house, and they're talking about Iron Man, and Happy goes, are you hungry? And she goes... Yes, and he goes, what would you like? And she goes, cheeseburgers. And then you just see the realisation on Happy's face. And he just goes, your father liked cheeseburgers too. And that just crushed me. Because <laughs> in Iron Man 1, it's just he, he's in the cave, he goes and gets a cheeseburger. Like, oh, oh, just, oh it just hurt. It, it's such a simple thing but it hurts so badly in the cinema to watch that moment play out and you just go oh ah just painful but yeah uh let's go that but that entire fight sequence is just astonishing because you get so many characters and then it's just a chase scene through that and there's a I like what they did with Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel wasn't underutilized. She was very well used because she is like very, very powerful. Because I think they show Thanos headbutt four and four goes flying. Whereas then Captain Marvel gets headbutted by Thanos and doesn't even leave a dent. He has to use the power stone to even punch her into the distance but I'm glad that she was used as she was because she was used to essentially run as backup rather than the full force but because she was off on other planets helping other people fix their problems because Earth does Earth has the Avengers or half of them anyway and they're left without any sort of defensing or anything like that. So she was used as more of a guard around the world rather than just Earth. Because she has to be. She's she's too powerful to just be on Earth. And it's selfish to just go, ah, oh, she's uh, on Earth forever. No one else needs her. Like... I wonder if that's the direction they're going to go now, is wherever the Avengers start looking to go to other planets and help other planets. Because I know in the cartoon show, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I think it was, that they do start to go to other planets and start helping out with them when the time calls for it. Uh, and it would just be fun to see that in the future, but... I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can continue to watch these movies without Iron Man being a presence. But Captain America's scene at the end was pretty good because I as I knew as soon as he went back in time again to return everything to his place, you kind of went, ah, he's going to stay in the past because of Peggy Carter, and you know that he's 
got that tie and he wants he wanted to live and he has an opportunity now and the world's safe and doesn't need him anymore but he still has people who he can count on to take up the mantle if he isn't there anymore so he gives the shield to falcon and i reckon because i know there's the tv series coming to disney plus soon i reckon it's going to be the adventures of captain falcon or not captain falcon that's another character i think that's a nintendo character uh but the captain america as falcon and bucky as like bucky still winter soldier uh, but let's <laughs> i don't know what the structure to this is i just want to talk about some of the best scenes in the movie the four reveal is brilliant because it's ah oh, it's just fat four which you kind of expect because they kind of hint to it he drinks a load of alcohol beer gut and whatnot and the only real complaint i have is not because i don't like the game i kind of liked the game when it came out i kind of dropped on the game a bit as it progressed because i just couldn't keep up with how much was happening with the game but their inclusion of fortnite is a little on the nose uh but i didn't hate it i did enjoy it because of the comedic element to it uh it didn't bother me i know it will probably tick off a lot of people that fortnite's in the game because a lot of people have soured on it i'm still indifferent anymore i i still enjoyed the game i probably if i went back to it i'd still enjoy it but my issue was that the uh it wasn't really an issue it was just it kind of dates the movie and they're still using ps4s but then again i can kind of go well they're not that half the universe was wiped out why would they continue to make new tech uh because half of the people who probably know how to build ps4s are dead or maybe even the entirety of the people who know how to build ps5s and ps6s and whatnot are dead uh and new tech because they're still using older phones like i think they're using a google pixel uh maybe a samsung i couldn't really tell i think it was a google pixel uh and stuff but yeah you you would think that they'd have newer stuff but i guess <laughs> five years down the line people still slowly recovering and still trying to figure how things work but yeah it didn't bother me as much as it's bothered a lot of other people in it i know i've seen a couple people go ah the worst thing in the movie it's not <laughs> There's not really one thing that I can pinpoint in that movie that I hated. That scene sticks out because it's very... It's not controversial, it's just a lot of people don't like Fortnite. So, But a lot of people do, so it's how it is, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, coming back from the quantum realm uh was good i like the way that it was handled him just getting randomly pulled back because of a rat that was kind of funny uh but the whole going back into the past getting the uh stones from new york and from uh space and where was the other ones? It was... Oh, uh, Asgard. Uh, that was all good. I liked... I did like Thor's arc. Thor's arc, arc was... the From the beginning, you... When it all starts and everyone gets back and then everyone goes off to space to find Thanos and then Thor essentially kills Thanos by just chopping his head off and going, I went for the head. Which... Good callback, good callback. A little on the nose, but I liked it. Um, The, uh, just how he blames himself for not killing him before he snaps, and it's his fault that it happened, and he lost everything, and he lost half the world. You would become an emotional wreck, I've seen some people complain that it makes light of a serious matter, but I think it was still handled pretty well because 
he's a god. He can't really handle failure very well. So I would expect him to revert into a child, essentially. I don't know if it is him reverting, like an unstable person. I don't know if it's childlike, but he wouldn't be able to handle the failure because he's never failed before. Every time he's tried to do something, he's succeeded. And even when he was fighting his sister in Fort Ragnarok, he still managed to outsmart her and beat her by using uh, Serta to destroy Asgard because that's her, the source of her power, I think. I, I need to go back um, but yeah that that was his first look at real failure and he is now well is or was the ruler of Asgard he gave that role to uh, Valkyrie at the end and went to join the Guardians but that was his first real failure of being a leader and letting down everyone and then he just kept losing because uh, he lost to Thanos at the beginning of Infinity War. He lost to Thanos at the end of Infinity War. He couldn't bring anyone back because the stones were destroyed. And he he felt the weight of everything hit him. And he just couldn't handle it. And I guess... He is played for laughs, but those laughs still draw attention to the serious matter. But like, I get, I get people's complaints. I, I didn't see it until people pointed it out. Maybe I'm ignorant, but I still think it was done well. He's, you can still see the pain. I guess is my point. You, he may be used as a laughing point, but the reason why it's even emotionally responsive is because you can feel why he does it. And I guess he has his moments where he gets his moment with his mother, which is not... It's, it's more emotional, and the reason why the laughs happen is because you feel the emotion I guess I don't know I'm not a psychologist I don't understand I don't know what people will think about it if people think I just saw a couple people online um go that was their big thing about not having uh like not working for them and I'm like eh well to each their own the uh let's look at my notes well not my notes the person who ruined it for a lot of people <laughs> i was lucky enough not to be one of those people because i saw it at midnight uh and then i woke up and that was there so if i had gone to sleep and not watched it at midnight i would have probably had this ruined for me because it was the second thing i scrolled through on facebook granted i probably wouldn't have been on facebook um if I hadn't seen it, because I think the entirety of the day uh, before the Wednesday, before it came out on Thursday at 12am, I had avoided the internet for most of the day, just because I knew people had seen it, so uh, because of the press release and a lot of people in other countries, I think Australia saw it earlier, like because of time differences, uh, the going back to the past is another point that I just spotted. Uh, how it works that was kind of cool making jokes about uh, time travel was a fun thing. Uh, uh, Scott Lang's so back to the future is bullshit. Good joke. <laughs> and I it's Donald Don Cheadle in Hot Top Time Machine because I feel like that is something that was referenced. Uh, as a joke but I don't know I wouldn't imagine because they say it twice but they cut back to him saying it so I don't know if it's a reference to him being in it because I haven't seen Hot Top Time Machine uh, I might look it up now uh, just to answer my questions uh, but I guess that's a good thing 
I oh yeah, I haven't even spoken about Hulk. Uh, Hulk being, I, I think Professor Hulk in the comics is what he's called. Um, the fact that he is now Bruce Banner's consciousness in the Hulk's body, the best of both worlds. Um, that is pretty good. I don't know how I... F- like Valkyrie said, I don't know if I prefer him as both, like separate beings. Uh, but, again... It's... Oh, Sebastian stands in a hot tub time machine. That's interesting. Uh, but no... No Don Cheadle. Okay. No Paul Radiover. Okay. That that uh, that clarifies that. Good good to know. Good to know. Don't know why they referenced it twice then. Uh, maybe it's just a good funny film. I haven't watched it, but, you know. Bleh. Uh, back to Hulk. Back to Hulk. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I liked Hulk. The The Hulk moments were good, funny. Uh, he was a little... I don't know. I think when you go to see the Hulk, you go to see him smash stuff and be an uncontrollable monster. That's the appeal. Uh, the Bruce Banner bits are the less interesting things, but I think they made it work. He's entertaining for what he is because he's he's just goofy. He he he's basically a massive bodybuilder with the brain of a nerd, and for some odd reason, that's funny, and that's always a good thing. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a reviewer, so this is just me prattling on about uh, things that I liked in this movie, and there's. There's no structure to it. There's no written review because I'm not a reviewer. I'm not someone who's studied film for years uh, and had a degree, made it their job. This is me just saying whether or not I liked a movie and talking about it and trying to run off some ideas and things about the future of Marvel. The last 21 films, I want to say. Is this the 22nd? I think this is the 22nd. The idea uh, to even do this movie was incredible because it's just so unbelievable that they managed to stitch this movie together and make it work and coherent. And the I know a lot of people have been making memes about the three-hour runtime, but that movie really needed to even be longer scenes could have even been added I would have enjoyed it I hope there's a director's cut where it's about 4 hours cause I know people are making memes but the Lord of the Rings movies are like 4 hours a thing if you have the director's cuts and whatnot, and the, so are the Hobbits and people have done this in the past it's not new to watch them for that long like, Lord of the Rings, I think the first couple, even without the director's cuts, are still about three hours long. So, I guess 10 years, 20 years, 19, 18 years? When did the first Lord of the Rings come out? Like, 2001? Uh, I guess people forget <laughs> that there was, I guess, a whole entire new generation of kids and people were there. So, yeah. Oh, but, God, this movie is good. I don't know how it will stack up in multiple viewings. I know I still cried after the second viewing, so I want to know how many viewings it will take for me to not cry when I see Iron Man wield the gauntlet and his death scene. It would... Just thinking about it makes me emotional. But I would like to see... Uh, just how many times it takes for that movie to still emotionally gut punch me. I might give it... I'm I'm going to give it a couple days before I go see it again for the third time. Just to see uh, how emotional it is after a couple... How I, how I feel about it after a couple days. Just sitting on it. Uh, just sitting here. Not having any real 
emotional tie to it for a couple days and then going back in knowing what's going to happen because I went and saw it within less than 24 hours of it releasing again um so I've I was probably still a bit emotional uh from the first time so I'd like to see what it's like after about a week or maybe a bit a bit of uh, another couple days just to give it some breathing room see how it stacks up see how the three hour runtime, knowing what happens without the emotional uh weight of it again stacks on because again three hours is a long time and it does it, it doesn't feel slow the beginning's a bit slow but it's character building it's not meant to be fast paced it's meant to give you room to breathe and then you get the emotional run of everything uh let's have a look at my notes just to give me some talking points the return of everyone let's go back to the return of everyone i haven't spoken about the beginning much uh i will but the return of everyone where the the they get the hulk oh yeah they get the hulk to use the infinity gauntlet uh, to snap everyone back into existence. Uh, to then then Thanos bursts through the time uh, thing because oh yeah Nebula is. I liked how they handled Nebula because they got Nebula to be. Uh, because of how the time thing works, Nebula's memories got shared between the two Nebulas, one from the future, one from the past. And that's how Thanos figures out uh, that he wins and then decides to kill everyone and recreate the universe without anyone who knows about the destruction of the past universe. Um, so that was... I liked how that worked because if you have... Because I don't think it would work to any other character because a robot would have memory files but the memory files could potentially be linked through time distortion and that worked for me. I like how it was handled. I liked the fact that you can still see Gamora is morally questioning her father um, and how he isn't good but she still has to pretend that he's good and you can tell that she she's still on the cusp of figuring out whether or not she's going to fully betray him uh, because she didn't think he would ever find the stones but then he found the stone and whatnot. Um, let's have a look so what we got here uh, da 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 uh, yeah, the going back to 2012 uh, to retrieve the scepter, the tesseract, and the time stone. I liked how they brought back uh, the ancient one to basically stop, well, not stop, but deny access to the time stone and then just give it freely after realizing that Doctor Strange had a plan in motion after all of the arguing and disruption of time and if they bring back the time stones to the point straight after to dis stop the disruption of the time stream where I guess the forces of uh, ancient evil and mystical arts could attack um and the whole sequence of them trying to retrieve the scepter and Captain America getting in the elevator like Winter Soldier and you expect there to be a massive fight to get the scepter back. And then they just go, Hail Hydra, which is a nice nod to the comics uh, that recently, I don't know if it recently came out, but a couple years ago they brought out the Captain America uh, becomes a Nazi in the comics. And uh, I like that little nod. I don't know if that is a nod, but I like the fact that they even put it in. And it's just like, they look so confused, but they're like, 
why would he say Hail Hydra? He doesn't know where Hydra, but he must know where Hydra. And he just walks away in the little smirk on his face. Um, and I like that they brought back even more people because they brought back uh, ah, what's his name? Uh, the dude from Winter Soldier who's the big bad guy. Um, that dude who's the head of Shield and the person above Nick Fury, I guess. Um, he's back. He gets his moment. I like that. Uh, but the scene behind the scenes of the Avengers, um, first one gives you a little nice perspective, uh, change cause you just get this levity to the scenes and you get to see Loki do his, uh, I, oh, I get why I know why they did the, uh, Captain America thing again, because when you get the Captain America versus Captain America fight, uh, you know that. Steve knows that Loki can shapeshift into him, so he would assume that Loki is running away because the oh yeah, Loki gets away because the Hulk hits Iron Man in the face with a door because he has to go down the stairs, which is funny. Uh, and it's just it's structurally so good. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gushing about this movie for about thirty minutes now, and oh my god, it feels so good it's just impressive uh the whole bringing back uh everyone was nice but i uh, i liked all the tie-ins to the other movies as well it's just i i've seen a lot of people well i've seen reviewers who are big well maybe not even big i don't know i I don't know how reviewing i don't look at reviews most of the time i just watch some videos where they put a couple of the reviews in and stuff and i know that i've i haven't even looked at the rotten tomato score yet even though i don't i don't really look at rotten tomato because i just it's everyone forgets how that website works because it's a review collection it's not an actual score of how good the movie is artistically it's how people how many people would recommend it so if you look at the score it's not the actual grade of the movie it's not a 98% movie of how good it is it's how many people would recommend it to someone essentially that's how the Rotten Tomatoes website actually works people think it's an actual like scale to how good the movie is where it's just actually how many people enjoyed it and how many people would recommend it to someone else to watch and so you can still think the movie is good and it could be such a high level for you but only 30% of people would agree with that or something like that. So I, I don't tend to look at Rotten Tomatoes score as the definitive to whether or not a good movie is good because a lot of the movies I like have low Rotten Tomatoes scores, <laughs> but then a lot of them have high Rotten Tomatoes scores, and then a lot of them have medium Rotten Tomatoes scores. The, it's personal taste. If you want to see a movie, go see a movie. If you like a movie, like a movie. The Rotten Tomato score means nothing. It's just a slight indication to whether or not you, being a majority of people, would like it. If you consider yourself in the minority, then you're probably not going to like it. If you consider yourself in the majority, then you might like it. You never know. Just watch the movie if you want to watch the movie. Don't use Rotten Tomatoes as a scale for whether or not to see a movie find actual people who views you actually agree with and then listen to their opinion on the movie and if they say it's bad and you've agreed with them a lot of the time then maybe avoid it but I'd still say watch it just to clarify for yourself I never tend to watch a movie that I've seen a review for and immediately agreed with the person who said the review. Because a lot of the time, personal opinion gets swayed because of other people. So I like to see a movie without 
the whole opinions of the world stitched into my thoughts because I like to have a unique I like to have uh, my own view <laughs> so I don't have a problem with other people disagreeing I don't have a problem with people agreeing with it it's just my view if you don't like it then that's fine enjoy the movie I'm glad you enjoyed it if you hate the movie then boom I'm happy for it I don't really mind it. I didn't I'm upset that I didn't have the same experience as you it's quite sad to not love a movie I don't go into movies hate trying to hate on them I went into Batman v Superman with the utmost trying to be positive about it despite me not even liking the trailers which a lot of people did a lot of people liked the trailers to Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad and I went into both of them hating the trailers and I was like I want to like these movies I hope these movies are good I don't go into them trying to hate them I don't think I ever watched any of the Elite Battle Angel trailers, so I just went in completely blind, and I hated that movie. Um, with such a passion, it is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I will one day do a video on that, but it will require me to watch Elite Angel, Battle Angel again, which, oh god, I don't want to go through that. It will be... A painful experience to watch that movie again I don't know maybe I'll have simmered on it a bit um, but enough of that will but yeah I don't personally go into movies wanting to hate them I go into a movie hoping that if I've been displeased by the trailer that the movie will do a good job of turning me around on it I don't go oh this movie looks bad Therefore, it's going to be bad. I go, oh, okay, the marketing's not great. Let's hope the movie's better than the, what the marketing shows. Because sometimes the marketing shows you nothing, and it's an incredible movie. Sometimes the marketing shows you the best bits of the movie, and the movie's alright because of it. You You can't go into a movie... A movie's meant to sell you on the trailer, so if the movie fails to sell you based on the trailer, then it's it's not the movie's fault, it's the trailer's fault. It's not the movie's fault that the trailer didn't sell you on the movie. It It's the... the ah, did I say... I don't know what I said. Uh, whatever. Back to Avengers... <laughs> Uh, because I wanted to talk about how the, just how the movie wraps up, uh, in terms of the last movie, Infinity War. Uh, it's just, I don't know whether or not, because I watched Infinity War, I think, two days before I went and saw Endgame, and I, I think... I don't know whether or not to consider Infinity War and Endgame as just one five hour, five and a half hour long movie, uh, because they're so they're not tied together, but they're so connect. It's a weird one because they're connected, but they're not connected because they both. Without the first one, the second one doesn't exist. So they're tied together because of that. And I don't know whether or not to consider them as just one movie that's a epic long arc. Because essentially, if you did it in a structural standpoint, you get the beginning, which is the whole build-up to Infinity War. And then you get the middle bit, which is the hero's defeat. And then you get the end bit, which is the hero's resurrection of being power so if you do it via acts like a first act third second act and third act you get even more acts in between so it's it's a weird one to consider i did think going back to infinity war i enjoyed it still i liked it I still like that movie. That movie is still good. That's still one of my high-tier Marvel movies. And Endgame, I think, elevates it even higher. 
And I think Infinity War elevates Endgame even higher. I don't think you can talk about Endgame without talking about Infinity War. So I think I would consider them just one movie, even though they're split to two. But I would consider them... I I Because they were originally Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. So I would still consider it Infinity Endgame or Infinity War Endgame um, to some extent just based on the fact that there's it's you'd, you would almost consider Infinity War the first half because it doesn't end like a con- conventional movie where the hero is on top it ends where the villain is on top and has completed his goal I think the only other movies that you can really consider that have done that are like the Star Wars uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, if I'm remembering correctly, because it's New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, and Return of the Jedi. I'm hoping Star Wars fans don't get mad at me. I'm not as okay with those movies as you are. Uh... (laughs) But, oh yeah, oh, oh fucking hell, Tony's, uh, when they fail to get the Space Stone um, and have to go back to the 1970s, I think it said on the screen, um, to get it because it's in the past and there's Pym Particles in the past as well because they need Pym Particles and they only have a certain amount because Hank Pym got dusted in the present um, and they don't have anyone who can make Pym Particles. Uh, so they need the pin particles from the past because they only had one chance to go back down and then come back up. So if they used their pin particles to go to the past, they'd need pin particles to get back. So there was only one option where they'd be in the same location, uh, pin particles and the space stone. So they have to go. And then Tony runs into his father and Captain America r- doesn't run into Peggy Carter, which... I think they intentionally did because of the ending that they knew Captain America wouldn't talk to her in the past and would have to uh, would decide to go back uh, when he does it and live the life that he wanted so badly with the love of his life. Um, But Tony Stark's uh, reunitedness with his father was a nice scene because uh, he he never got to say goodbye to his father. Uh, He never realised how important his father was to him until recently. And uh, it was just an emotional moment because he got to say goodbye. He... He had that moment with his father that he never had. And it was just a nice thing because you saw how much it meant to him in that moment. Uh, But, yeah. I think the more... I don't know if there's many other talking points. I'm just going to have a look through my notes. I think I've already talked about a lot of it. Uh... The I've talked about Captain Marvel. I've talked about Hawkeye's family. I've t- Hawkeye's pretty good in this movie. Uh, I've always liked Hawkeye. I never hated on him as much as other people have. I know he's the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, he's. I've always considered him just the human element to the Avengers. The thing that grounds them to the people that they're trying to protect. Uh, so I've never hated on him. I think he's uh, not an ass- You could get rid of him and he wouldn't be there, but the Avengers would lose that human side to them because Tony Stark is a narcissistic uh, billionaire who is just all personality has... Like, he cares about people, but he loses that connection with them because of how he is. Steve Rogers is a man out of time, so he's that. Black Widow is a murderous assassin who is trying to become what Clint is. Um, Which is another thing that I thought was good. 
the role reversal. Natasha becomes what Clint was in the beginning of the Avengers. And because Hawkeye's family gets dusted, he becomes, I think, Ronan. And so he becomes the dark, unfeeling assassin that Natasha was or had been. And they both see themselves in each other, which is a nice thing. Uh, I'm, oh, there's a thing. the mm, Captain Marvel. The only thing I didn't really like about her is her haircut. It's alright. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't know uh, whether or not I loved it. But it was... I prefer her with long hair. I don't know why. It just looks a little bit better. Um... But the, oh yeah, the moment where uh, they Peter Parker has the Infinity Gauntlet or the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet, the and uh, Captain Marvel drops down, and then you get the big wide shot of all the other female superhero heroines heroes, uh, all. Battling. Oh fuck! I forgot about Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch's fight with Thanos is badass, cause she she's so powerful. And Thanos is because it's the past in the present. Thanos doesn't even know who uh, she is, so it's ah, oh, it's just good. Uh, and all of the, I, I I think it's a little on the nose, but I didn't hate it. I'm sure there's gonna be some many men who don't think it's all good and then you get even though you get the same exact shot with the men uh, it's just a weird thing that people i don't get it uh, i'm not going to get into it because it's such a heated topic and i don't have a problem with it oh god i'm tired oh. ah anywho i think it's more enough me being done. I think I think I don't have much more to say. I might have more in the future. I would like to hear everyone else's thoughts. I'd like to see, know what everyone else thought was good, thought was bad, hated, loved. Um, I will go back to a regular schedule next week. Well, I say regular schedule. I don't have a regular schedule. It'll probably still be me talking about Endgame. There's not a lot of other movies. I don't know whether... I'll be back to work, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I might have some stories from work. Maybe more stories about old men penises in locker rooms. Who knows? If you watch the first episode, you'll get that. Uh, I will probably have some... More news, we'll see what comes out now that Endgame's out. I think a lot of news uh, or companies are going to start pushing their movies. Uh, I know that there's a new Men in Black trailer that I have to watch. And there will probably be some more tech news, more uh, social uh, like commentary stuff coming out in the near future. I imagine next week will be a sort of a slow week for news, but there will still be a lot of stuff coming out, I imagine. I know Days Gone has just come out on PlayStation 4. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it straight away. It looks good, but I don't have a lot of free time at the moment, and I still need to complete a lot of other games on PlayStation, and I don't know... But I think I might start talking about some PS5 news because they, I think last week they or this week they were discussing some of the tech specs of the PlayStation 5 and the future of the console. So, and I would like to talk about that. But I think this is going on for long enough. It's almost been 50 minutes of me just praising Marvel. Uh, it's. I don't think you can review this movie um, as a normal movie because it's not. I don't think you can. Rev I know you people want to review movies as a standalone and hope that the movie stays together as a standalone movie. I think this movie does, 
but you'll have no idea. You you can still imply from context what this movie is. Um, I don't know if you can watch this without having watched any other Marvel movies. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I don't think this review of it can't stand alone is a bad thing. I know movies are supposed to be art and you have to be... Uh, it's, it's meant to wrap up and it's meant to stand alone and you shouldn't have to go and look at other stuff. It shouldn't be, oh, I've watched this movie and I now have to go and look at all of these other movies or I have to go and read this visual novel or I have to go and play this video game. But I think art can evolve. I don't think art is now just what you see I think it's what you experience it's it's world building you go it's like a TV series the movies are like TV you go and watch them for the characters and the little bits in between if you miss an episode sometimes it's I think what I think what I mean is when movies have always been just TV shows um, but longer and there are standalone episodes where you, like in the early days, TV used to be, or had been just one episode was a self-contained story. Every, nothing really ever affected the next week. And then you got sitcoms where standalone, but they still tied in to the previous episodes. You still got those little tie-ins. And I think movies are now just, evolving into that where if you miss an episode of a TV show you miss a lot of the backstory and the build up and I don't know why people consider that a bad thing it's more or less just an entertainment value you get to emotionally tie in oh it's raining outside um you get to experience more and yes it would be nice to have a self-contained story that you can wrap up and watch and it be but they're still doing that there's still movies like that like atomic blonde is that uh john wick was that and then john wick 2 i haven't seen it but i need to because the third one's coming out soon and i want to watch that so i need to watch john wick 2 to probably have any clue of what's going on because apparently it all takes place within a week apparently i don't know i watched the first one and that was about it i enjoyed it but i think i liked atomic blonde more uh but uh, like i said the whole people complain that you can't watch endgame without having seen the others and that makes it any less of a movie no I don't agree with that. It makes it, it, it just a different experience. You don't want the same experience from a movie. You don't want to have to go into a movie and watch it and then it finish and that be it. You can. The One of my favorite movies of last year was that. It was uh, The Bad Times at the El Royale. That is a self-contained movie. That is, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it wraps up. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I don't want there to be a second one. Maybe if they did it as a different set of characters and made it new, that would be fine. But this Marvel DC world building movie universe, I think still works. You can skip some movies you can watch movies they do a good enough job of telling you who everyone is what their power sets are what their character is like from just context and if you don't know who it is you might be even more inclined to go back and watch the previous movies but if you like i've seen a lot of people say it's fan servicey yeah it's fucking 11 years worth of world building of course they're going to have fan service you don't want to alienate your fans you want to give them what they want sometimes fans don't know what they want but giving them 
the little pieces of speculation that they've had in their head, if it works for the story, yeah, fucking give it to them. Like, Captain America picking up Mjolnir is fucking amazing. It works because they built the character. They planted the seed in uh, Age of Ultron. You have four um, be impressed and always knew in deep down that he was worthy. And it's it's nice. It's a character arc. It It's a character build. You can't say that, oh, it's bad because it's not self-contained. It It is, but it can't be. It's a different structure. You can't review it as a singular movie. You stack it up against previous ones. But whether or not that movie is bad also doesn't affect the other ones. And if it does, then you compare it to the others. You can't review a Marvel movie without seeing what it does to the past. And yes, that's not always a good thing, because you can get people who take it as, oh, because this movie is bad, the whole MCU is bad. Nah, it's just a different... It's just a slight misstep. And because the world building is so good, they can course correct it. They can change things. Like, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming has said eight years in the past. Well, it was maybe a different time scale. Or we can sort of correct things. It It's... It's not always a bad thing for an interconnected world. And for the people who care, it's quite a lot of people. Otherwise, these movies would not make as much money as they did. You get people who go and see just the Avengers movies because they're the big blockbusters and they make the big money and everyone's been going on about how the... Marvel Cinematic Universe is so good but they haven't watched the movies but it also gives people who have watched the movies a chance to talk about the movies to the people who haven't seen the movies and give them their little bit of backstory so I don't see it as a bad thing for people to having not watched uh, the previous movies between Age of Ultron and Infinity War and then watching not watching the movies in between Infinity War and Captain Marvel, uh, uh, not Captain Marvel, Infinity War and Endgame. There are certain movies that you need to watch, but there are certain movies that you don't need to watch. There have been countless videos I've seen of people saying what movies you need to watch before you see Endgame. And for me, I would say you need to have watched Iron Man, you would need to have watched the first Avengers, You'd probably want to watch the first Captain America. You'd want to watch at least the uh, Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, for uh, Ragnarok. I would say maybe even the first four. Uh, and a couple... I would say you'd have to watch a lot of them. You can probably watch Ant-Man as well, just to get used to the character. Uh, maybe not the second Iron Man, maybe not the... I would say watch the third Iron Man, because it gives you a context as to why Tony Stark is so abundantly uh, set on having a suit of armor around the world in the f uh, Age of Ultron. You'd want to watch Civil War. You'd want to watch... I would say Winter Soldier as well, just because it's one of the good ones. Um, but you, there's a lot that I haven't mentioned. Um, but I would say if you're a fan and you like the movies, give the other ones a watch. If you don't like them, does that devalue the other ones? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it does. Who knows? It's all personal preference. And on that note... I think I'm going to wrap up here. It's been about an hour, and I hope people have enjoyed. I hope people in the comment sections and everything hit. Uh, tell me how they feel. I'm basically going to warn people now that the comment section is going to be 
filled with spoilers. I should probably do this at the beginning as well, but I I won't. Um, but I gave them a warning at the beginning anyway. Um, yeah, so please post as many spoilers as you like in the comment sections. Please give me your interpretation of the movie. Uh, it's been a day since I... Well, it's been a day since it came out in the UK. And, well... It came out in America today, I think, on the 26th. Uh, so I hope Americans have enjoyed it. I hope the UK people have enjoyed it. I hope the Australians have enjoyed it. I hope every other country who's gotten it within the week enjoys it. If you don't, please tell me why, and I might try and convince you. I might give you some reasons as to why it's good. You might disagree. I might agree with some of your points but I still think overall this is the perfect way to wrap up the MCU uh three uh three trilogy three phases is the right word the infinity saga as I think they've coined it it's the nice wrap up to it and I want to see more I want to see what they do in the future. I want to see what happens in Spider-Man Far From Home. I want to see how they continue without some of their big hitters. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with 4 in it. And I want to see what happens with Black Panther. I want to see what happens with these characters because they're so good. And... It's just impressive how they can continue to make movies that are good and consistently and get better with each viewing of the previous movies. It It's nice that they can continue to build a world that is so consistent, has a few little minor missteps, but you don't care because my viewpoint is... It's not how the movie makes you feel after. It's how the movie makes you feel during the movie. If the movie pisses you off during it, then it's not a good movie. If the movie keeps you entertained, keeps you emotionally invested, gives you tears in your eyes, or even at points where it's meant to, it's a good movie. It, it doesn't matter if it's not a supposedly well-structured good movie and you if other people don't like it if it gives you the feeling of what the movie is trying to do or even what if you enjoy it then enjoy it it's a good movie to you don't let other people say it's not people can give you a reason as to why and you can agree but I always say go with what you felt in the movie theater rather than what people tell you to feel because no one knows what you prefer than you. You can't go, oh, this person said they didn't like it, so I won't like it. No, I've disagreed with things that my best friends loved for ages and I would consider him to be very similar to me and I don't like a lot of the things he likes and he doesn't like a lot of the things I like but we both understand that you go yeah you like it for these reasons I like it for this reason it's not it doesn't devalue anything for the other person we both just enjoy what we enjoy and we enjoy talking about it to the person even if they don't care even if they hate that thing we will still talk to each other about it because we both know, ah, yeah, it's important to them. So I wouldn't say devalue anyone's opinion. If they like it, by God, let them talk about why they love it and maybe they'll convince you why they love it. And if they hate it with such a passion and you love it with such a passion, by all means, try and defend the movie but if they don't change their mind, don't get hurt about it. It doesn't, their opinion doesn't change yours. And your feelings are yours. They don't need to be, 
beaten to death by someone else's negativity or even optimism it's everyone is so dead set on having their opinion be right that they forget that it's not about being right it's about how you feel you don't need to be right to enjoy something you just need to enjoy it that's the whole point of enjoying things there are certain elements i'm not going to get into them but there are certain things where people can be wrong and they shouldn't be right but it's it's what it is but yep okay i've been prattling on for about another couple minutes now and i need to wrap this up so i hope everyone enjoyed this episode of thoughts feelings and emotions and feel free to watch the next one i will see you next week peace out